Hello and welcome to episode 1 of this bonus series. In this episode, in conjunction with Tipperary Midwest Radio, Stevie O'Donnell and our own Francis Cockton look back on Salahed's West Junior football titles from 1996 and 1998. This is the West Awake podcast, West Tip Matters. The West's awake, the West's awake. Another goal! And it's Eugene O'Neill has got it! Is by Johnny Ryan. He's one of the two Johnnies playing at midfield today. We're very precise, and Brian Fox with Tipperary's first. It's now time for me to join Francis Coughlin as he looks back to 1996 and 1998 as Salahed were crowned West Junior B football champions and Junior A football champions in respective years. Yeah, nine teams entered the West Junior B football championship for 1996 and it came down to two then on November 24th. They were sides were in golden for a showdown between Salahed and Galtier Rovers. A whirlwind opening by Salahed had them ahead by 2-2 to nil after 10 minutes. John Hadnett and Joe Reardon were the scorers of the goals, and they were to prove crucial to the outcome of this game. By halftime, Salahed's lead was 2-3 to 2 points, and Galtys never threatened to retrieve the situation. In the end, Salahed were champions on a 2-8 to 4 points scoreline, seeing captain James Doherty accepting the cup from board chairman Seamus King. In the county semi-final, Salahed played Newport to kick common on December 1st. Despite facing the win in the first half, Salahed were level at the interval 4 points apiece. John Hanna tapped over three points for Salahed shortly after resuming and the West champions were on top in this half. Late in the half, Salahed were rocked by a Newport goal and the lead was shrunk to just three points but they weathered the storm and got through to the final on a scoreline of 14 points to 1-7. A week later, Salahed were back at Kikaman to play Gurtner Hook and Gould in the final. Salahed had the advantage of a stiff win in the first half but squandered a lot of chances. They led five points to one at the interval but failed to score again. The mid-champions took control in the second half and gradually edged clear for a hard-earned 8 points to 5 win. We will now go forward to 1998 for the Junior A Football Championship. Yeah, a mere four teams entered the Junior A Football Championship which was sponsored by the Porterhouse in Tipperary and it was played on a knockout basis. The draw was Salhead versus Canote versus Moore and Rose Green versus Emily. The final was played in appalling conditions in bench on October 24th. Rose Green would take on Salahed. Rose Green had the first half backing of the wind, but still trailed at the interval by a pint to three for Salahed. Rose Green kicked a dozen wides in that half and also missed a penalty. James watched the shot rattling off the post. A minute after resuming, Thomas Menton had a Rose Green goal against the wind and then went ahead 1-3 to three points. Salahed cut the lead with a John Hedden at point and then Joe Reardon netted to restore their lead in dramatic fashion. Rose Green hit back and Jimmy Hickey levelled about seven minutes to play. Four minutes in the end, Alan Reardon pointed the Salahed winner after John Hennett had been fouled. Salahed took the honours on a scoreline of 1-5 to 1-4. Pat Cummins was the winning captain. In the county semi-final, Salahed played third of Saracys at Canolte on November the 21st. Salahed led by 3-6 to 1-4 at half-time, with the goals coming from John Hennett, Alan Reardon and Patrick Russell. In the third quarter, poorest Sarsfield defence conceded another goal when an Alan Reardon free went in off the full back. Sarsfield continued to plug away at the lead, but just as they were making inroads, Patrick Russell had a fifth goal for the Westmen, who eventually ran out comfortable winners by 5 9 to 114. 
It was January 7th, 1999, when Solhead faced Mile Rovers in the county final at Care. The South Champions were going for the junior double to add to their senior football title, and there was no stopping them. Salah had a seven-minute penalty goal from Joe Reardon after Adam Reardon was sound and the sides were levelled. One goal to three points at half-time. Salah had started the second half well, but failed to score, and then my Rovers gradually took control and began to read off their scores. By the 21st minute, the South team were leading nine points to 1-1, and then a Rovers goal from Michael Murphy ended all doubt. The South side took the county treble and a scoreline of 1-11 to 1-2. Yeah, 96 was a great year you win you won the West. Yeah, it was great. Football in Salah wasn't going great for a few years up to that and we had come back from senior down to intermediate, down to junior and actually what happened was it was put in wrong in the West and we were, we were put in as junior B instead of junior A and we just left it B rather than contestant because we didn't mind. We weren't winning much at the time. So as you know, Everything is about winning and getting a bit of success. So it starts off against Sean Tracy's, a game that we were very lucky to come out of with a draw. I don't think that preparations were the best. One of the lads got married the day before and we won the replay and it went on from there. Our panel was, was very small. It had dwindled totally from the team that had played senior. So we were left with three or four from the senior ranks. The likes of Philip and James Doherty, Jimmy Cooper, a real powerhouse of a man, good enough for any team. Uh, Philip Shiner and Pat Cummins and then after that was a lull from 2021 to about 27, 28 we had very few um, the likes of Andrew Nolan, Tommy Ryan, John Hednett, John Kilmartin and other lads um, like Niall Callaghan, Danny Ryan, Tim Kilmartin, Patrick Ryan, Thomas Nash and then we had real young lads they were probably now they wouldn't be left play they were all around 16, 17. We had a great minor team. They actually won the West minor B. I think we haven't won it since. Some great young lads on that. And they kind of brought freshness to the team. We had Robert, Ryan, Shiner and Mark, his brother. Keith Hednett, Freddie Coffey, Michael Cagney, Aidan Rear. And it was they that brought the freshness. Even though they were very young, they were wonderful lads to be able to bring on. But physically, would they have been able for Because football was tough back then. Oh God, you see, that was a problem. They'd only get five or ten minutes here and there. Two or three of the lads were a bit stronger. Um, Michael Cagney, for instance, Freddie Coffey, Keith and Mark Shiner. But the lads were getting the ten minutes when it counted at the end. And that was probably what saw us true, you know. Without them, we, we definitely wouldn't have won it. We just needed to have a, someone fresh coming at the end. You were the player manager then? I was. It was um, a job that nobody really wanted at the time. So um, I was over the minor football team and I liked the football. I just done my little bit. I know it. Um, Timmy Dwyer to stand with me. Willie D was with us. Mark Crowden, who was very unlucky to get injured in the first game against Sean Tracy's. I don't think his preparation might have been great either, but he dislocated his shoulder and he was out for the year after that. But um, Mort was on the line in with me as well. How much of a loss would Mort have been? <laughs> for, for just being there, Mort would be a loss. You know, yeah, I think he was a great goalie and uh, kick out and everything and well able to talk and keep his back line in order. And um, it was a tough all injury on him, you know, because we hadn't won it in a while and he was a real sports lad and wanted to be a part of it. But he done his bit on the line. 
What did it mean for the club to injure to be crowned West Champions? It brought us back up along that there was a small bit of an interest shown again for the following years. Like, you know, two years later, we were in the Junior A final and that's the way it goes. Success can breed success, you know. 98 then proved a great year again for us, like, you know. You played in the county final against Gorton Hoodling goal. Three pints in it only in the end. Yeah, that, that was... Above and Kilcommon, that day it was so windy, it was unreal. We had the wind in the first half, and believe it or not, we should have got a point near the end of half time, but we didn't, and they got a score below at the end, and that was probably the difference between us, you know. It was a low scoring game, eight yeah, points yeah. to five as oh, a result. You couldn't, you couldn't score in one goal, it was unreal the, the conditions that that game was played in. That was a fair good um, Gordon O team, like, you know, big strong men. There was nothing between us, really, you know, but they were very strong and, and big men. Was there any players that really stood out and you said to yourself, there's a guy that could go on to play for Tip? We had a few players of excellent standard. Mickey Ryan China, when, when we were playing senior, Mickey was as good as any any player. So meant to feel the ball. Mickey was as good as what was out there in the Prairie. Don't have any doubts about that. He didn't really have the interest to, to play. And Tipperary football wasn't what it is now, like, you know, was, he played with Kilfeekle and rugby, you know, and, and playing with Tipperary wasn't uh, wasn't that much uh, of a big thing at the time. Jimmy Ryan Cooper, if Jimmy was around now, I guarantee you he'd be demanded to play for Tipperary in football because the strength of the man, the height of him, and he was just unbelievable. A great central that. figure. Oh, oh yeah, Jimmy just would get the ball and give it to the lads that could use it, but my God, he was, he was... He was excellent, as he was as good as you, as you could come around. And we've, we've had good lads afterwards, even there now, there's, there's a lot of players that I'd look at myself and say, you know, it's a pity you're not playing senior because, you know, you would be considered for, for the Tipperary team even now, you know. And would you like, John, maybe to see those guys obviously playing senior, but to amalgamate? Well, sure, you would Emily have some lovely players. They'd want to amalgamate in senior, but still play their junior, if you know what I mean. Like we'd have about four to five that are good enough, and maybe three junior teams, and let play senior football and show their skills to the Tipperary team, you know. But um, everybody wants to play at their club, and they're the lads that are needed to keep the, the clubs going, you know, the, at junior level. You moved up to junior A, and two years later, you were the best champions once again in '98. Yeah, that was our level, junior A. We're, we were as good as any team. Like everything, if you were missing one or two, you, we were in trouble, you know. And um, getting to the West Final in 98, I can remember it well, in Bairnshire. That was the wettest day that football, I'd say, was ever played. You just couldn't heat yourself. Um, it was mud and wind. Um, I can remember the goalposts above in, in Bairnshire, and they were on the verge of break, and at the time, too, the wind were, was so bad. It wouldn't be played now, you know, but was gone on late in the year it needed to be played and we both teams wanted to play it as well uh, that was an excellent game they were a great rose green team it was just so tight in the you know could have won we got the lucky break in the end and so it's true that was another great day you know to bring the lads up that level got to our county final we won a brilliant county semi-final against Tullo Sarsfields if we had played the following week we definitely would have been there or thereabouts with my Rovers but it was the time my Rovers were in the Munster final and they were going well in all grades and the game was held back for nearly 12 weeks and just played the first week in January. We couldn't get a team to play challenge matches or anything and we just won that in the county final. So that break really disrupted your plans? Oh God almighty. And preparations? Oh without a doubt. 
if we had played the following week after playing Tullus Versus, because that was a great Sarsfields team, you know. And they say goals win matches and you scored five that we day? We did, we did indeed. Um, Sarsfields, of course, um, they played their game, they were well interested. We needed to play the following week and that would always be something that I'd look back on and say that was one that might have got away, you know. It's only a couple of years ago you won the County Junior B football title over in Clonolte. What did that mean to the club and the parish? Well, that meant even more, you know. Let's could see that, you know, to win a county. Because that day, I can remember, we were we were down four pints by half time, and it wasn't looking good. And I can remember the manager of mine coming out for the second half for these water bottles. And when he looked up at the score, Solhead were a pint up. The boys drove on from there. And I, I'll tell you, they're still playing on it, you know. They were in a West final last year against Sean Tracy's. And once again, they were held up for 11 weeks because Sean Tracy's were after winning the, the county in Intermediate Hall. And um, it was eventually played on a Wednesday night in, under lights. Not what they were prepared for at all, you know. Now they're in a semi-final. Sean Tracy's are in the final. If they can get over over overs and get it played at daytime, it'll be a chance for them to win a West. There is not much between themselves and Sean Tracy's. But isn't it really hard on a team and a club like Salahed that they have to wait so long for a match because of another club's success? Yeah, well, that, that is tough, but I, I can understand the Sean Tracy's one because they were playing week in, week out, you know. Compared to going back to years before with my Rovers, to a senior and junior, I, I felt that game should have been played. But this one, it was the, their same team. I would have just preferred that it was played um, during the day, you know, rather than trying to play at night, because like the lights in, in around the area wouldn't be up to playing, playing a West yeah. final, you know. It was great to see Sean Tracy's winning that intermediate county, you know. And um, it's just a look part of it that it, it goes on too long. And as you know, of course, the junior football will be low on the list of games to be finished. Yeah, 2021. Yeah, this could be a very unique year for Salah because um, we're in the semi-final of the junior football 2020. Sean Trace are in the final, we have to play out of the Rovers. We're in the semi-final of the junior B Holland. We have to play Cashel. And then we have the 2021 championship. So in 2021, we actually have four West titles to play for. If we could get over the line any of them, it would be great. He certainly is one of the great characters in the parish of Salahed. Mud Crow remembers the 1996 West Junior B football championship title, along with the 98 Junior A football title. It's a long time ago now, Stevie. Uh, we were at a wedding on the Saturday before the first round. My great friend Noel Whittigan, who has since passed away, I forgot his name. We were all at his wedding, of course, and we gave a full telly ho for the day. The following morning, we got up, of course, and we said, I was trying to retire at the time, I was 36 or 7, and I said to myself, Jesus, we have to go down for a few that stuck. And of course, needless to say, half the boys couldn't get up the following morning. We were down, there was only 13 there, and I had to tag out. But the long and the short of it, I broke my ribs. I came out over a fellow, and I could still see Richie Barry. When I got up after about 10 minutes, and he gave a free in against me, so. And did you come out to protect yourself? I came out over, I fell out, landed out over his head. I might have given him the knees in the back, or I could have been a free in, and I thought I could have got a free out, but of course I was sent to protect myself, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I got injured that day, and I told the boys they won the county final, June of B, so I said I never told June of B, but I told June of B that day. 
You got to the county final in 98. I know you won the West, you won the semi-final, but Malrovers were probably too strong on the day then in the county final. But go back to the West first. Oh yeah, which which was winning the West final. It was a good story about that, Steve. I was in goals and Shawnee told me he was a friend and Jagger Russell was an umpire. Shawnee, as usual, he was shot an umpire and Jagger was on his own because we were having the chat at the goal. But this high ball came in anyway and I caught it. And Mick Mackey from Roseveen, a great character always, he, he was shouting across it. He was over the 21 on the side, I know. He was shouting in the time behind the line when I caught the ball. But anyway, it was a fierce windy day. The goal post from Raven and I kicked the ball out of the pet cones or someone caught it up to Jerry Raven and Mickey was running across. The ball is behind the line and you see Jerry Raven buried above the side. No, I said, Mick, have a look up there. I said, it's behind the line at the other end of the side. Maybe you were behind the line, but I'm not so sure it was the ball behind the uh, line. The ball could have been there too. The Jagger would have copped it. There's a good chance the ball is behind the line as well, Steve. <laughs> Because when we got away with it. That goal wasn't given, but yet Gerardin's goal was the one that that's really right. clinched it. That's right, that's right, yeah. yeah. Great celebrations in Solihead. What did it mean for you then to win that? Oh, sure, it was like winning the alarm for us, Steve. It was late, we got back anyway. County Championship, a good win in the semi final, but unfortunately it wasn't to be in the county final against Mount Rovers. I know, Mount Rovers were a good team, sure. It's a great football in Solihead, like, but we were never doing it half time. Just, I'd say. There was a delay for about two or three months or before the final, and, and so it's hard to keep the legs together, myself included. I think I gave a few days at the course in the, the week before the, the county final week. The interest was kind of handled, but uh, the fairness of my daughters were a good side. And but it's hard to keep a team together then, isn't that's it? That's right, especially after we're working away and things. But. How to get challenge matches, how to get guys in training, how to keep them interested. That's right, that's right. My daughters were training with the senior team, and they got to, they'd been in the Munster Club, the senior final that year, so there was a lot of them probably training together on the field and things, it was a big help for them. During your playing days, or maybe even when you were retiring, was there anyone else coming on that really caught the eye? The 96 final, I'd say two of the best forwards, potentially the best forwards we'd ever had, was Keith Hedges and Freddie Coffey. Freddie went off to England at the time. He's Oliver's son, Oliver was a great caller forward himself. But uh, Keith Hedges was famed for winning the Galway Plate afterwards, so it was hard to keep young fellas at the time. But they, they, they were potentially two of the best. In 98, I'd given us a great chance, you know, because they were just they were 18 or 19 or 20 at the time. And, they were, and they was jobs were hard to get as well in the area, weren't they? And they right. had to move on. That's right, they had to move on. And different careers, you see, down, they, went, they went down a different road, you see, so that was it. And of course, Keith Hedges, as you said there, he moved on into horse racing or whatever. So again, that was that's a right. career that really took off for him. That's right, he won the Galway Theatre and Rockhorn by definitely Corrigan. He was misfortunate without injuries. I think he could have went all the way to the top even. Any other players that stood out for you? I should have had I suppose. And Mickey Hyndon probably the greatest footballer ever came out of West Tipperary. I remember we played a county team of quarter final against my Rovers one time and he mapped a great John Owens and didn't give him a smell. But I never got the recognition he deserved because he, I still think Mickey would have got on any team in any year, you know, because. He had a great spring from, he could jump six foot in the air from a stand and start and he could kick left or right, great pair of hands, great eyes. A natural footballer? Natural footballer. He went down to win several trophies with Kilfeekel afterwards and that was another problem we had of course. You see there was rugby, Kevin O'Hara as well, the Ireland top playing rugby and so most of the team we had played Holland football and soccer and also. And obviously the Martin went on to tell me some of the great stories of the past. There was a story of a blind man in Thomas one time but. How could a blind man see a match? They couldn't Maybe it has the atmosphere? Well, that's what we said at the night. We, we couldn't get a ticket actually. It was a 91 months to final. Yeah. It was a great game. Tip came back and won by eight points, but we, we don't take it. And Martin Lussie and the Flair Hayes. I got a show with Bibber, Fairy Comic, and it was a great Fairy in Rose Green. Fairy, he was after getting a ticket. He gave me his, his bib anyway, so we said we chanced it at the gate. But I presented Flair's of Lineman. The apprentice type suit. And we did not check or stop or anything? Uh, we stopped a few times, but you keep going to the right gate, you'll get in, you know. So. <laughs> 
But uh, we got in anyway, next thing we got sitting down and she said, this is grand now, he said to me. I said, no, we get into the sideline now. But there was a fella sitting in front of us, a big, big pioneer pen and steward. And fierce, stern looking fella, so. I said to him anyway, I said, oh, the blind man here, put him in here for fear he gets crushed, I said. He said, there's no one going in there. I said, you put the mind in. So I said, I've got things to do, so. We got into the sideline anyway. At half time, we, we couldn't sit where we were, we had to walk around the field. And I got a job in shooting behind the goals. And what about your colleague? He found greener pastures. He got a seat somewhere else along the way. I lost him at half time there, so. The great Helen Quindley came in that day over the wire. He won't take me for saying it. <laughs> but there was fierce excitement there. We came from nine pints down at half time and won by nine. Like. So Joe Hayes is probably the best performance in Tipperary Jersey. He came on at half time and turned the match. You're talking about various matches. Nicky English's kick goal against Jack Cunningham will probably go down as a fantastic strike. You wouldn't see it now in match of the day. It was one of the greatest goals that was ever scored in tournaments. Because he was a great footballer. He played football for Tip before he ever played football. That's what I was going to say. You would have seen him playing a lot of football that's, with Latin Cullen. That's right. And, and played with him in the Abbey one time. He came on as a sub and for me one time. Would you believe that? He could have made any team, whether it be soccer, hurling, football. Naturally gifted guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he learned from the best. He might have seen Jody and Puff and the boys. He had yeah. great mentors up in, up in Latin Cullen there. He was, they were great characters and great hurlers and footballers too. And the mutt then went on to recall when he was illegally using the tee to kick the ball out as a goalkeeper. Oh, that was, that was Corey. Corey was a great man. He was a great man to sponsor. He was a great man to do it. You could go to Corey for anything. He designed a tee, I would presume, for you, did he? That was more of a kind of a missile because the guys were taking penalties and the referee told him back you could, you could let it fly. It happened one day, I think the 87 kick was on the county. My great friend and cousin Willie Crow was taking all the frees at the bottle. He was taking the I think Aidan Butler. I was a chair. One of the butlers anyway took the ball off him. There was a bit of a tussle over the ball and I flicked out Corey and his rubber. And just when he said the penalty, the ref never saw it. Because he hit the ball and the ball ballooned out wide. And he ran into me, he said, What? He said, That's the oldest trick in the book. And I said, Sure, you fell for it. I said, <laughs> so, That was great old days. You would have obviously been very friendly with some of the tip players. Did you ever slip in for a free meal after the match uh, with them? Kind of did after the drawn match in 87, the famine, but in Tullamore, yeah, we were. We looked at that night by seven Tom Kenny. He stayed about that night and we had a great old morning there with, with the good old crack of the old pub and things. And then he moved in and I turned to him and I shook hands with one of the boys and next thing he said, Where are you going? I said, I'm with the team. He said, Who are you? I said, Liam Stokes killed Sheila. And I said, I didn't know Liam Stokes, but he was independent. The men didn't know me anyway when I walked in. And, I done a circle, I was just coming out and Nixie and Nicky called me. So I sat in and had a big keyboard steak with him. And did you enjoy it? Well, jeez, I always love steak. <laughs> There's many men alive that didn't. <laughs> Nobody copped on that you weren't a part of the team? Not at all, sure. It was, it was great excitement after the win. After, we're looking to get the replay probably. And won the replay and Killarney did the rest of history. Huh? The famous Butch the Wild that day, he jumped in over Pat Fox hit the stanchion down there. Pat Fox got a goal that was never given. The Butch jumped in over the He made a drive in. I think he got his scarf though, but lucky enough, we kind of came between and we talked to the girls and they lifted him to sit down again. So he was, he was grand. He sat in Johnny Cowley's holy and gave him that's the banner hit in the belt, and he's only went flying, but in the middle eight in the double leaders. We had many great festival matches many, many years ago. Salah and Nuda had some great games up in, up in the Gandhi there, there could be a thousand of them. The ball was guaranteed a bit of a row, like, so there were adjoining parishes, and there'll be more of that now, there would be a West Final, you know. Remember the butch the wire one time above in Gandhi, and he was swollen the ball up the field, and when the Ula boys shouted in, Tom Downey, not enough, he him a great character as well. He said, one butch, a little so-and-so, or whatever, and the butch was so to hand, and he couldn't wait to kick in the ball, but he doubled backwards and bounced in front of him. He said, what are you saying, Downey? He said, you're getting your bread buttered in the race course. That was the head of Harry Ander was one of the time. Great characters. Great characters. Jim Myers, another time, Chamber Salad, over in Kilcommon, and he was knocking a fellow called the neighbour Jones. The neighbour kid, league with Tiberi, he was great horror. And of course, after 10 minutes or 15 minutes, he'd five or six pints started over. And Freddy Quinn and the guys were shouting in at Jim, well, you mapped the neighbour, mapped the neighbour. Jim, because couldn't get rid of 10 years of the neighbour. At least Jim stood up the business. For God's sake, he said, there are neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been great all days. 
and he recalls once again how he used to gain entry into many grounds with a small little bit of a bribe. As your fellas said, we were getting for that, but that couldn't be found from the school because with the great men of the gate up there, the king of my all up lost him. We'd always been down, they'd the price for a few pints for the blow and Mackie's in the church, yeah. But we looked after him and he looked after us. We were all happy. Was there any other grounds that you would have difficulty in getting in? Yes, see, you're making me out to your head. The flame went up on Tabby behind the Artean Mays bend and he started fixing the Mays ties and walked in behind them. Cock oh. Park, yeah, he fixed the, the ties for the young fellas in the Artean Mays bend and marched on behind them. Because he looked the part and he always wore the pinstripe suit and things and he fitted the, the scene so he, he looked the part, you know, so that was... Does all of us horses for courses? That's for sure, Steve, yeah. You mentioned horses for courses, Johnny Doobie told you a great one about there was a fellow over in Gordon one time, the boy to be lobbing in, there was a free out around the middle of the field. And when I was saying, call back, he'd say, get up on their back legs, he said, and ride them out to the 21. We leave it at that, Steve, now I think we've not enough told for one day. <laughs> That's all we have time for, folks. Thanks again to Stevie and Francis and also to Tipperary Midwest Radio for the use of the audio. Huge thank you to Jerry Reardon and the legendary Mutt Crow, and we wish Solid GA all the best in 2021. In the next episode, we'll have a look back on Latin Collins West and County successes at Junior and Intermediate Hurling in 1992 and 1996. Until next time, Tibber Dorn